0: Hello and welcome to Free America. I'm your host, Nick Yaya, and this is the Free America Podcast. Today is Sunday, May 23rd. The year is 2021, and we've got a very special show lined up for you today. Um, many, many of our viewers and listeners are astute and aware of what is going on in the world. And you may be aware of something called gang stalking or targeting individuals with uh, low-frequency weapons, microwave weapons, things. These are black op operations that occur from within our government. Agencies like the NSA, the FBI, and other three-letter agencies participate in this sort of activity. And they target American citizens and terrorize them, essentially. I have people follow them. They, they utilize equipment and technology to... Um, scramble their cell phones and their communications. They, um, you know, they can beam noises and things into their head. It's, it's, it's really very, very scary stuff. So we're going to be getting over to our guests here in just a few minutes. Before we do, I would like to read you an excerpt from actually an article written by a guy named John Whitehead, and he wrote a book called Battlefield for America, The War on the American People. Um, and, and in it, he, he, he goes to, on to describe what uh, our government is up to with this, uh, this, essentially this police state, this militarized police state that is attacking American citizens. So before we do that, uh, as always, I would like to encourage you to visit the Free America podcast website where you can find this episode and others along with links to our podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Google, iHeart, and Spotify, as well as alternative video and social media sites like Bitchute, Rumble, Gab, and MeWe. You can also, at the top, underneath this neat little donation button, just click on that, and that'll take you to the page where you can make a contribution to the Free America Podcast to help us defray some of our operating costs. So you can do that either through Patreon or PayPal. If you'd like to do like a dollar a month, that would be great. If we can get several people to do that, that would be even better, but... Um, any little bit helps, so if you can help us, that would be great, and I appreciate it. All right, so let's get to this article um, written by John Whitehead, and this is essentially his commentary on his book, so I'll just go ahead and read this to you straight out, and then we will go into talking about our the experience that our guests are having with regard to this, so he starts off with a quote from John Salter, a government- which will turn its tanks upon its people for any reason is a government with a taste of blood and a thirst for power and must either be smartly rebuked or blindly obeyed in deadly fear. He goes on to say, We have entered into a particular, particularly dismal chapter in the American narrative, one that shifts us from a swashbuckling tale of adventure into a bone-chilling horror story. As I document in my new book, Battlefield for America, The War on the American People, We the people, quote unquote, have now come full circle from being held captive by the British police state to being held captive by the American police state. The American police state, rather. In between, we have charted a course from revolutionaries fighting for our independence and a free people establishing a new nation to pioneers and explorers braving the wilderness and expanding into new territories. Where we went wrong, however, was in allowing ourselves to become enthralled with, and then held hostage by, a military empire in bondage to a corporate state, the very definition of fascism. No longer would America hold the moral high ground as a champion of freedom and human rights. Instead, in the pursuit of profit, our overlords succumbed to greed, took pleasure in inflicting pain, exported torture, and imported the machinery of war transforming the american landscape into a battlefield complete with military personnel tactics and weaponry to our dismay we find ourselves scrambling for a foothold as our once rock solid constitutional foundation crumbles beneath us and no longer can we rely on on the president congress the courts or the police to protect us from wrongdoing indeed they have come to embody all that is wrong with America. For instance, how does a man who is relatively healthy when taken into custody by police lapse into a coma and die while under their supervision? What kind of twisted logic allows a police officer to use a police car to run down an American citizen and justifies it in the name of permissible deadly force? And what country are we living in where the police can beat, shoot, choke, taser and tackle American citizens, all with the protection of the courts. Certainly, the Constitution's safeguards against police abuse means nothing when the government agents can crash through your door, terrorize your children, shoot your dogs, and jail you on any number of trumped-up charges, and you have little to say in the matter. For instance, San Diego police responding to a domestic disturbance call on a Sunday morning showed up at the wrong address only to shoot the homeowner's six-year-old service dog in the head. Rubbing salt in the wound, it's often the unlucky victim of excessive police force who ends up being charged with wrongdoing. Although 16-year-old Ty Garul was charged with resisting arrest and strangling and assaulting police officers, a circuit judge found that it was actually the three officers who unlawfully stopped, tackled, punched, kneed, tasered, and yanked his hair who were at fault. Thankfully, bystander cell phone videos undermined police accounts, which were described as works of fiction. Not even our children are being spared the blowback from a growing police presence. As one juvenile court judge noted in testimony to Congress, although having police on public school campuses did not make schools any safer, it did result in large numbers of students being arrested for misdemeanors such as school fights and disorderly conduct. One 11-year-old autistic Virginia student was charged with disorderly conduct and felony assault after kicking a trash can and resisting a police officer's attempt to handcuff him. A 14-year-old student was tasered by police, suspended and charged with disorderly conduct, resisting arrest and trespassing after he failed to obey a teacher's order to be the last student to exit the classroom. And we've seen a lot more of this. This is me talking. have seen a lot more of this with this mask wearing, these mask mandates recently. There was one recent incident where a bus driver slapped a 10-year-old girl for not wearing her mask properly. He was, he was relieved of his duty. Thank God. Going back, there is no end to the government's unmitigated gall in riding roughshod over the rights of the citizenry, whether in matters of excessive police powers, militarized police, domestic training drills, SWAT team raids, surveillance, property rights, over-criminalization, roadside strip searches, profit-driven fines and prison sentences, etc. The president can now direct the military to detain, arrest and secretly execute American citizens. These are the powers of an imperial dictator, not an elected official bound by the rule of law. For the time being, Barack Obama wears the executioner's robe but you can rest assured that this mantle will be worn by whomever occupies the Oval Office in the future. And this was written in 2015. A representative government means nothing when the average citizen has little to no access to their elected officials, while corporate lobbyists enjoy a revolving door relationship with everyone from the president on down. Indeed, while members of Congress hardly work for the taxpayer, They work hard at being wooed by corporations which spend more to lobby our elected representatives than we spend on their collective salaries. For that matter, getting elected is no longer the high point it used to be. As one congressman noted, for many elected officials, Congress is no longer a destination but a journey to a more lucrative job as a K Street lobbyist. It's become routine to see members of Congress drop their seats in Congress Like a hot rock when a particularly lush vacancy opens up. As for the courts, they have long since ceased being courts of justice. Instead, they have become courts of order, largely marching in lockstep with the government's dictates, all the while helping to increase the largesse of government coffers. It's called for profit justice, and it runs the gamut of all manner of financial incentives in which the courts become cash cows for communities looking to make an extra buck. As journalist Chris Albin Lackey details, they deploy a crushing array of fines, court costs, and other fees to harvest revenues from minor offenders that these communities cannot or do not want to raise through taxation. In this way, says Albin Lackey, a resident of Montgomery, Alabama who commits a simple noise violation faces only a $20 fine, but also a whopping $257 Fine in court costs and user fees should they seek to have their day in court. As for the rest of the schools and churches, private businesses, service providers, nonprofits, and your fellow citizens, many are also marching in lockstep with the police state. And this is something our guests are going to cover. This is what is commonly referred to as community policing. After all, the police can't be everywhere. So, how do you police a nation when your population outnumbers your army of soldiers? How do you carry out surveillance on a nation when there aren't enough cameras, let alone viewers, to monitor every square inch of the country 24-7? How do you not only track but analyze the transactions, interactions, and movements of every person within the United States? The the answer is simple. The answer is simpler than it seems. You persuade the citizenry to be your eyes and ears. It's a brilliant ploy with the added bonus that while the citizenry remains focused on and distrustful of each other, they're incapable of focusing on more definable threats that fall closer to home, namely the government and its militarized police. In this way, we are seeing a rise in the incidents of Americans being reported for growing vegetables in their front yard, keeping chickens in their backyard, letting their kids walk to the playground alone, and voicing anti-government sentiments. For example, after Shona Banda's son defended the use of medical marijuana during a presentation at school, school officials alerted the police and social services, and the 11-year-old was interrogated, taken into custody by social workers, and had his home raided by police and his mother arrested. And the article goes on, I don't want to keep our guests on hold for too long here, so I will post the entirety of this to the show notes section of this. And I I do encourage you not only to read this article, but to read the book, uh, Battlefield America, The War on the American People. It is important. It is something that you need to make yourself aware of. You need to educate yourself about what our government is doing to its citizenry. And today we have two such people, one of whom actually worked for the government in the capacity of uh, working for the NSA, the National Security Agency. So she's got an insider's look at exactly what the government does in regard to what is referred to as gang stalking and targeting individuals. So her name is Karen Stewart. And then we're also joined by Adrena McCurchian, who is a victim of these attacks and has been for quite some time. And so she's going to go into detail and describe exactly what they're doing. And then we're going to take the conversation from there, as we usually do here on the Free America podcast. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Adrena and Karen to the show. Hello, Adrena and Karen. How are we doing today? Hi. Hi. Thank you of course, uh, happy to have you on here it's and it's very it's very brave. I want to say up front for both of you to come out and go public with your experience because as as we know and as as Adrina and I were talking about before the show there's there's probably going to be some blowback for you trying to come out and expose this.
1: We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Adrina and I have discussed this. It's got to be done because you don't want a situation where you have a thousand people held captive by one man with one bullet gun because they're afraid to be the one to get shot.
0: Exactly. So, well, tell us before we get into the whole thing, tell us a little bit about your background with the NSA and, and what you did with the agency and what you saw while you were there.
1: Okay. Um, I will say I was a 50s baby, so I grew up watching uh, Man From U.N.C.L.E. and all these other types of TV shows that showed um, spies to be actually heroes. And uh, I, my eyesight's so bad that I didn't go into the Air Force like my dad did, but I wanted to serve my country. So I ended up going into uh, the National Security Agency as an intelligence analyst in 1982, And I describe it as being a reporter or a journalist having to do with top secret issues all around the country. You know, so I was not a techie and I didn't run around placing bugs in people's homes or anything like that, which uh, NSA, actually, uh, you need to know they are not allowed to, by their charter, they're not allowed to spy on Americans anywhere in the world. And if they have some kind of person who comes into the United States who they suspect is a bad guy, they cannot spy on him or her inside the United States. They have to turn it over to the FBI. So the NSA doing anything to Americans in this country is absolutely, totally illegal. So I want to make that clear. Um, I got into trouble by being an accidental whistleblower. I had just done- months, the top secret reports that uh, I was told had saved about 2,000 military lives. And a few months after uh, that happened, uh, my big boss, the director of the weapons and space directorate decided, hey, you know, Karen's not that far from, uh, from retirement, so why give her credit and a, and a promotion for this work when I can give it to the woman I'm sleeping with at work? So that's happened and I was alerted by a promotion board member, I asked the inspector general to investigate because I had no idea what had happened. And I suddenly became the target of a defamation campaign and and, uh, NSA basically had lower level security goons stalking, harassing me, uh, and then trying to tell people I had done something wrong, which I don't think saving 2,000 people's lives and winning awards is exactly wrong. But what that told me later was that the fusion centers employ exactly the same methodology. So I'll get back to that in a second. So I did get forced out. I was forced to retire early. They attempted to take away my retirement, but were not successful. Um, I filed a lawsuit against them. And for about four or five years, they left me alone until until my lawyer subpoenaed something that incriminated a high official at NSA, a SES manager named Eric Hageman, and uh, NSA had a fit, did not want that subpoena to go through, so they contacted uh, the Fusion Center in Tallahassee, Florida, where I was staying with my parents for two years to help out with some health problems, and they started stalking and harassing me in exactly the same manner as NSA goons, security goons, had, so I said, okay, this is very interesting, and uh, they had gone to, like, uh, like Adrena has spoken about before, they go to your neighbors, they flash a badge, they tell them, oh, there's a really terrible person living near you. This is the person's name and this is their picture because they do photo stock you. Um, and uh, and I'm imagining the conversation goes something like, well, we don't exactly have enough evidence to actually arrest her or him. Um, and so it's a little if." and you know how the Constitution is so very um, inadequate. So we're just going to go ahead and punish them without um, filing charges or trying them. And so we're going to need you to do this, this, and this. No, by the way, we will give you gift cards that are not reportable um, and not taxable. So people are, you know, they tell something horrible. And I had one woman, I heard overtell a new neighbor that I was a pedophile. So I was absolutely enraged, absolutely enraged. Um, and so huh, that, that woman told neighbors that had just moved in, had just bought the house, and they immediately turned around and sold it, which I'm sure cost them thousands of dollars. So they enrage the neighborhood against you so they don't tell what's going on. You know, they might see somebody break into your house and they might see somebody poison your dog or something like that, but they're not going to tell because you deserve it. So that's how they get people turned against you. And like I said, um, it's not just government workers that are getting the microwave. It's uh, it's also ex or retired uh, government workers who are getting it. Uh, And it is civilians who have nothing in the world to do with Government and that, you know, I could be mad because uh, Did this this and this while I was at the National Security Agency, you know, I tried to keep America secure I um, my reports demonstrably saved lives. I could be mad that they had turned on me, but you know what? I'm more pissed off that they turn on the school teacher or the bus driver or the plumber or the guy trying to get himself through college That really pisses me off because they have done nothing and they are being used as fodder. What it looks like is the fusion centers are throwing anybody and everybody they can onto the terrorist watch list. And in 2013, Obama basically said, we don't need no stinking probable cause. Just throw anybody on there you want and of course we've seen trey gowdy interviewing the department of homeland security uh upper manager a female um on tv and he said where's due process do people get to know they've been thrown on the watch list and she said no and he said well do they get to ask an appeal and say i think there's been a mistake made because i must be on some kind of list because i'm getting you know really mistreated and she said no there's no process once they're on they're on so how would you be reported for something that you never did and then you are subjected to vicious 24-7 harassment just so they can bloat their numbers and get their high budgets.
0: Yeah, and that, and that sounds a lot like what people are experiencing with these no-fly lists um, that, that they're put on without their knowledge, and now they're even targeting individuals for these no-fly lists if they were patriots at, at, at the Capitol on January 6th, if they choose not to wear a mask on a plane, for any reason now, for any number of reasons, they can put you on these lists. And there is no due process, which which is is entirely unconstitutional. And this is like a runaway government that we've got. It's, it's unchecked and with unchecked power. And, it, and it's ter- quickly turning into a tyrannical government. And it's nowhere near what we think it is or what it used to be. And that's that's terrifying. And I'm glad to hear that someone such as yourself had the opportunity to view that from the inside and is willing to share that information with us. Um, Can we can we let's let's switch over to Adrena real quick and get her. uh, I'd like to get her experience uh, with regard to some of the things that you're talking about. So, Adrena, can you tell us a little bit about what it's like as a targeted individual, some of the harassment you've experienced and some of the techniques or tactics that they use.
2: Um, You want, okay. So I've been through the mobs basically trying to kill me. Um, I worked in Beverly Hills when uh, the extreme targeting and basically the destruction of my life began to happen. I was in a really lucrative salon Uh, I worked in entertainment and I did uh, the platform industry, which would be, I worked with international artists from all over the world. Uh, Then uh, the surveillance camera started going up at the salon. I ended up in the hospital because I was hit with microwave weapons. Um, I almost died. And uh, it continued all the way through uh, within a year, Uh, started post-Trump election, then by the end of 2017, they had already destroyed my entire career, which was a 25-year career. Um, By then, I had already been in the hospital. My legs were swelling and basically expanding and swelling. Um, Do do you know what Huh? I was going to ask,
0: do you know why they targeted you? Is there a specific reason that you that you that you think of why they chose you?
2: Honestly, I don't know because I've never done anything to anyone. I've never been a criminal. I've never harmed anyone. I've I've been a career person my whole life. I started doing hair when I was fifteen. I was at Allen Edwards when I was sixteen, and I've worked in the major salon industry pretty much my whole life. And within the platform industry, which would be the hair industry. Uh, I worked as a advanced educator. I mentored a lot of people to careers. Um, thats was basically my life. Um, so my commitment was basically I was in service throughout my life. I've never done anything that I could think of that would actually qualify me for such a thing. Or anybody really, because it's a torture program and I don't believe in torture one. Um, it's a constitutional and if you believe someone has done something wrong or uh, you want to charge them with any, anything criminal, I think people deserve the right to have due process to prove their innocence. So at least they know that this is occurring. I believe maybe I was a target for a, a long time or maybe being watched. Um, and I started catching on that I was a target because I started investigating my health, which was just out of control at the time where I was losing my hair. I ended up in the hospital. Um, and at that point I had discovered that, um, something much bigger was going on and eventually found out I was a target through investigating my house. Um, right. Was- I
0: went, and, and so that, those are some of the side effects of the microwave radiation that they, that they use on, on specific, on like targets such as yourself. So yeah.
2: like I would shower and water would just bounce off my body because the radiation was so high. Um, I ended up in the hospital. I almost died. My whole body swelling, my legs. I looked like an, I just didn't even look human. I looked like an elephant. Um, my legs so big. Uh, I can't, it's indescribable what I even looked like. By the time I got to the hospital, the doctor told me if I showed up one day later, I, my heart would have exploded. Um, so I was hospitalized, went back to work. The surveillance cameras went up the salon where I worked at, the owners tried to basically steal my clientele, which was producing 40 to 50,000 a month. Um, so that was going on. Surveillance cameras went up in my room and in the station I was working at. Um, I also had the, they had stolen my intellectual property and published it in a global publication, which is a coffee table book, and it's the world's best hairstylists and st- hairstyles ever created. From ancient to present, so they actually stole my work, published it, then out of uh, then after that moved on to basically uh, harassing me in the salon as the woke mobs moved in, uh, and I would say BLM and and uh, multi- various other mobs, where they would come up to my station while I was working and harass me while I was working, like kind of like those crazy libtarded episodes you see where people just kind of freak out out of nowhere. That was actually happening at the salon where my clients were even just shocked. I left the salon with that experience after going to the hospital and trying to work while I was recovering to actually save my business. And I was at the time trying to get out of the Beverly Hills area and I renting a loft so I could build my own. Okay. I was building my brand and I was on my way to becoming a brand at that point. Uh, working with various people to do that um, as far as building it and infomercial and whatnot. So I was actually at the point of my career where I worked really hard to get it to so I could do something with it. Uh, everything came crumbling down. Uh, by the time I got to downtown L.A., which is when I left the salon, that's how I left, um, completely... Uh, basically with intent to destroy and sabotage me, my career. Um, and the woke mobs moved in after that and basically tried to kill me multiple on multiple occasions. I have been through weapons attack, losing my hair. I've been in the hospital several times. I've been in a fire. I've had people assault me, tried to rape me. I've had uh, somebody burn down the house where I was sleeping in. Um, I woke up to a house full of fire that was a BLM burn where they put lighter fluid all over the house and try to burn it down. Um, I ended up homeless. I was charged with a felony I never committed and thrown in jail, and that's perjury. Uh, and it was all set up and framed up by the mobs, actually, um, various mobs. And, and, and then later discovering that a lot of these mobs were contracted under Infoguard, H.I.S.N., and under our federal agencies granted immunity, and enrolled and engaged to basically come out and harm and destroy an innocent person's life.
0: Right. So you're saying that these these aren't necessarily government agents. These are people that have been paid by the government or these agencies to harass you and to attack you and do uh, you know try to kill you. It's so these they are just-
2: tell me. Um, on multiple occasions. I actually lost count on how many times they've tried to kill me. Um, it's been more than 10. I can hold up on my 10 fingers, actually.
0: Jeez. All right. Let's um, let's pause right there. I want to bring Karen back in. And Karen, now I understand you've also been a victim of this targeting by these this agency and these these groups of people. Have you experienced similar things or have your experiences been a little bit different?
1: Um, well, I can see exactly what Adrena is talking about. I have similar things that have happened to me. Um, and you're right. Uh, the fusion centers are privately owned, even though they um, have representatives at DIA, and they're run really by the FBI. And they, the FBI goes out into the community and has thousands and that's where they get the gang stalkers. That's where they get the people that they... Um, Basically, I don't know, kind of uh, hypnotized into thinking there's some great patriots who are out to destroy bad guys uh, without the institution. I mean, they do things like they try to set you up. Um, I was in Florida in early 2015 that I was trying to help my mother, had health problems. My dad had dementia, so I was down there with them for a couple of years. at that point in time, NSA said, "Well, we've got a discourager from this lawsuit, and so they, um, when we asked for a subpoena, that's what set them off. And so they had the Leon County Sheriff's Department, the local FBI, and um, I think Miami FBI was, and, and then they had um, the Naval Security Group from Pensacola, Florida, who joined in on a rah-rah get the bad guy is what I call it." They told uh, various groups around Tallahassee that I was a terrible person, and they had to stop and harass me. So there are your plausible deniability, because if any of these people would get caught doing something, the fusion center would say, we don't hire civilians. What are you crazy? You know, because they take them unable. the table, and the neighbors that they get to uh, basically, Harass you, and most of them are given the weapons that Adrena was talking about the electromagnetic weapons that are called directed energy weapons, do DEW, and that includes microwave. Okay, and that's what is giving people brain damage. And, you know, they have killed a lot with just don't know, but um, so they get these people who are line of sight to your house to use these directed energy weapons on you to degrade your health and kill you in a way that normal coroners don't understand, you know. Um, I'll point to the fact that Dr. John Hall in Texas, um, who's been a targeted individual for a while, um, he had a heart attack and went to the ER uh, a couple of years ago. They opened him up, and the reason he had a heart heart attack is that one of his heart valves was burned.
0: And that's as a result of using this microwave uh, or directed energy weapon technology, right? Absolutely, and, that, and that's part of the reason why you're not in your home right now. As I, as we are saying, you you're out away from your house because they are targeting you right now as we speak, and and it's difficult for you to communicate when you're at home because they jam your signal essentially your your cell phone signal and your your Wi-Fi. Well,
1: imagine Wi-Fi. Yes, imagine Wi Fi so very strong that not only does it jam your, your phone and your tablet, but it burns your skin. I mean, I woke up one night, a horrific attack, and there were blood clots, pardon me, they were flowing down my throat. Okay. And I, and I woke yeah. up like a sunburn, and it wasn't summer, and I hadn't right. been outside at the time. It right. Was I've,
0: Exactly. I sorry, it cuts you off there, and I'll, I'll let you say that again. But from what I've read, and I can concur, this is that there are many people out there who experience this, who have had burns all over their bodies, who will have an itch someplace that is constantly. They can't scratch it. It kind of to drive them nuts. To kind of psychologically torture these people. But I think the most the most damaging are these ones where they you know target the internal organs, as such as this gentleman, and and they can actually burn holes into people uh, specifically they could target a very focused energy uh, wave towards towards these people and now have you have you have you have you have you seen these people have you seen like the the vans parked outside do you, do you know the types of equipment they're using or, or are they very very discreet and very hard to follow
1: you know i have um discovered many and I have sent letters out saying if you could be bothered to come to my neighborhood I'll point out to you who's doing what and then you can take it from there because there's like a neighborhood captain and that person reports to a let's say area captain and they go on up uh, to report to the fusion centers the fusion centers coordinate I would say 80% of this now I'm leaving 20 percent open because there are criminal gangs that clearly Have been co opted to do certain things. You know, like you can get the CPA next door maybe to follow you around four hours a day and report on everything you do and maybe make nasty comments to you or, you know, maybe slam into your car or something and cause, um, you know, some fender bender damage. But usually they're not going to go for uh, murdering your dog. But you get a criminal gang and they don't care, it's money. You know, so they will uh, get criminals to harm you in ways that the normal people don't really agree to because they just don't care it's money and they don't they don't care um but there i found out in tallahassee i said that, um, one of the techniques is that they basically go around to church groups to ptas to other people to enlist them uh in addition to InfraGuard, which are the um fbi uh civilian volunteers and it's, there's also a group called Citizen Corps that are basically the same type of, of people. And they will go to uh, neighbors and then give them these devices that are line of sight neighbors because they can hold these weapons on you 24-7. And uh, I've talked to the police and they said, we can't go to their property and look. We've got no probable cause. We don't see it. We don't smell it. You know, we have no probable cause, and I said that's because you need to enlarge your definition of probable cause. And I would do things like I would um, take meter readings with a tri-field 100 meter right. that, uh, that uh, basically records this, and it shows pulsed microwaves because the meter's doing this. Okay, so I would show this to them, and I would say, "There's a physics department at the local university. Go tell them. Go show them this. I'll go. I'll give you." This. Once, and they'll tell you what it is, and they couldn't be bothered. They didn't want to
0: know. It's, be, it's because it's beyond their scope of understanding. A lot of, uh, I believe, a lot of local law enforcement aren't really aware or up to speed on this. And I would imagine that the government wouldn't be too quick to try to bring them up to speed on something like this. So, it, it, you know, is there. I'll ask. I'll ask both of you this question. I mean, how have you coped with it, or have you have you found any way or any recourse to mitigate this? Uh,
2: uh, you know, Adrina, go ahead. Adrina. First, I want. I, can I? I want to say something before I before I answer this. Is that okay? Sure. Go ahead. This is a multi level human trafficking operation. Um, When people are targeted, and I want to really state this so that it's really clear on what's going on, and and it's not just weapons where you are being tested like a lab rat, because when people get targeted, uh, what happens is they strip you of your civil liberties and your freedoms, basically declare you a non-human, then sell you to the military-industrial complex for weapons testing. That's one way that they do the human trafficking, because they're then making money and sampling off your body. Um, There's other ways where you're passed around in the community and every CBA and every person that comes into contact with you basically gets to benefit off of your torture. So the bigger the damage and the greater the harm, the more aggressive the targeting, the greater their reward. They will take the money lobby it and pay it out with incentives so every person participating in your targeting which means they co-op friends family colleagues your work where you shop where you eat the bus driver your neighbors your landlord every person you come into contact with and if you are single they will design your program around the emotional abuse of being sex trafficked and sexually exploited and you'll have honey pots. So in other words, they are co-opted to sex traffic the innocent uh, targets that are single as a part of your program and your deprivation and isolation punishment. Um, So that is also uh, incorporated into each target's because because they do they specialize in basically designing your punishment and how they're going to torture you around your life and who you are and how you do your life. Basically, are you married? Are you single? Are you a stylist? Are you in the NSA? Are you here? Are you there? So your design it's basically designed around who who you've been and around your life. So the physical sabotage, the reputation sabotage, the legitimizing the target. Then the isolation, the deprivation, also the human trafficking comes along with it. And usually the incentives are so high, people are actually, people the closest to the target are opted to do it. They'll be first to even hop the the wagon. So this actually happens as well. So they're not only stripping you of your civil liberties and your freedoms and hitting you with weapons, ultimately uh, causing major harm to your body and even killing you, They actually traffic you through every community and everywhere you live, everyone you come in contact with, and opt people to basically traffic you for money and financial gain or raises in their work and whatever else they want uh, in order to basically damage the target. And if you are single, they opt you, basically you get to be human trafficked, sex sex trafficked, and sexually exploited. Unbelievable. Um, Basically robbing you of everything human. So it's not just one area; it's all areas of your life, including the psychological operations that they run with it. Twenty-four surveillance on top of it.
0: And I was going to say, I mean, people must think you. Pardon me for for saying this, but people must think you're crazy. Or are like, oh, you're you're imagining this because there's. It's very difficult to prove. I would imagine.
2: Well, let me put it to you this way: I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down for you. If everyone's participating in it, then I can't be that crazy. One. Um, and people do participate. So there's a community alert that goes out around the target and everyone gets to play in your torture, your massacre, and your demise on their own tax dollar. It's a double-edged sword because basically it corrupts the innocent and destroys the innocent. So it's too, it's a double-edged sword. It corrupts people, dehumanizes them, demoralizes them because they become predators And then you take innocent people and they're just hunting innocent people, uh, basically paying for their own demise. And yours, of course. Right. Um, But if you take 3 million targets in the world, and I'm gonna give you a really minimum number. This is not a big number. I'm just gonna give you a small, uh, small ratio, okay? So let's say I know 100 people and Karen knows 100 people. And of course we know more people than that, right? Uh, the general person might know more, more people than that. Or if you're out there, I I know I do. Right. You do. Right. Uh, you correct. have an audience, correct. Yeah. Um, yes. right. So let's say if you have, if I, we both just know a hundred people, that's 200 people, correct. Those 200 people have been co-opted and opted to basically target you and harm you. So now that's 200 people, right? So if you take 3 million and de- multiply that by a hundred, what's your number?
0: That's, uh, 300 million.
2: Right. And how many people are in the country?
0: 370 million.
2: Right. And so, right. And then you're wondering what happened to the country? Why we have a predatory uh, prey environment?
0: Yeah. Uh, And And this didn't
2: happen overnight. This happened- within the course of 25, 30 years Right. And, take people and have them hunt innocent people for rewards and incentives without actually using their gifts and talents or their capabilities to actually make something of themselves. You're going to have a country full of demoralized uh, people that don't have the sense of right and wrong and that don't care. Uh, right. And that's exactly what you're experiencing now. This is as a result of it.
0: Well, exactly, and I was just going to say that that this was exacerbated by the events of nine eleven and the Patriot Act. It gave the government carte blanche to do this, but it also turned the average citizen into, uh, you know, a a, a spy essentially, uh, and, and keeping tabs on other people. And, you know, see something, say something, that sort of thing. And so people have become, you know, extremely paranoid around others. And it's gotten even worse now during this past year with the pandemic and everybody thinking everybody is a super spreader. And so you got to stay away from people. You can't talk to people. You can't hang out with people because people are dangerous. They could kill you. They could kill your grandmother. And so they've just ramped up and amplified this year over year over year. But you're right. This is something that has been going on for decades. And they they just keep amplifying it with each new event that we experience. And there have been, uh, you know, I, I would say you, you use the word demoralized. And I think that's very important because part of the the process of of destroying a country one of the elements of it is demoralization of the people within that country and so and if you can get the people to do that to themselves well it's all the much easier and less expensive than hiring people to do it so it, it sounds to me like they've they've you know perfected this method mm-hmm. and and actually quite easily can manipulate people and it's quite believable that they can manipulate people into doing what they do with regard to the harassment the stalking the and and everything else that goes with it that you've described that's 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 very scary I mean how do you stay safe what do you do
1: (laughs) honestly there's yeah careful you really do can't trust people as much as you used to because you can't tell you really can't because I mean. If you think about it, the fusion centers go to local authorities and they say, look, we have this program where we guarantee you that only a few people in your town will be subjected to robberies, um, beatings, et cetera, et cetera. Um, All you have to do is do what we can, but they go off the channels and they say, you can rob this person, you can rape this person, you can beat this person, but not anybody else, and we'll pay you to do it. So the authorities are like, okay, sounds good. You know, we'll sacrifice a few for the good of the, of the many. And then it looks like to the town, the authorities are doing a great job, police are doing a great job because the thugs are pointed to the targeted individuals as their prey. You'll get rewarded if you rob this person. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, it, it, it just seems like the antithesis of what this country is founded on, which is you know, justice, freedom and and safety, which is I mean, I believe is our government's number one job is is ensuring our safety and security as it's as it's enshrined in the Constitution from all enemies foreign and domestic and domestic. right. right. And our forefathers saw this coming, you know, they saw that at some point, the people within the nation would, could possibly turn on its population, which is why they enacted the second amendment for us to protect ourselves. And if necessary, um, institute a new form of government to protect ourselves. And I'm afraid that, uh, we're heading headlong towards an event like that. And nobody wants that. I've talked about that on this show before. And that the, you know, the ultimate, um, I want to say, um, not solution, but the you know the 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 ultimate outcome of this, or the the ultimate what it's leading to would be something along those lines. And and like I said, nobody wants that. And it's it, it's it's both disheartening and frustrating for me to hear both of your stories. That and there and it seems like that you're kind of helpless to this. There's nothing you can do. There's nobody you can turn to because the people that are there to protect you are in on it,
2: right? The cops don't get back to you. The police don't get back to you. The FBI will tell you you're crazy. Um, They basically...
1: They'll hang up on you because you're on the list to not help.
2: Right. Right. They're told not to help you, basically. So you'll get no help. Um, They'll even tell you you're crazy if you try to report it. I've had the incidents myself where I've gone to the police station. Uh, They didn't even bother um, I've gone to the FBI, didn't bother. Um, and honestly, if they had maybe, I think if they talked to the people that they've done this to, that, and if they clearly are in on it, but if, if even our elected officials took the initiative, they would have understood that something's terribly wrong a long time ago, uh, and we wouldn't be in this position that we are in.
1: Well, yeah. exactly. I mean, uh, some of this... The- out disinformation to say, oh, these people, they're all just uh, on the internet and feeding off each other's uh, insanity. But the thing is, if you get, even if you look at this country and you say, okay, this fisherman from Maine has got pretty much the same story. This uh, cowboy from Wyoming has got pretty much the same story. This hairdresser from California has pretty much the same story. This uh, intelligence analyst from Maryland has pretty Pretty much to say. Wait a minute, you can't have all those similarities right. in a fair delusion. You just right. can't. You know, so yeah. it's medically impossible. What they're trying to do is tell you absolute garbage psychology.
0: And and they're trying to isolate you into thinking that you're you're the only one that's experiencing this, and therefore it, it is hopeless. It's helpless. But I think by joining together as you two have, um, you've you've shown that that you can, in a way overcome that and overcome the per- the perception of like we brought up earlier that people might think you're crazy or that you're imagining this you're hallucinating but all if everybody is having the same hallucination it's not a hallucination it's 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 not a conspiracy theory it's a conspiracy fact it's a conspiracy truth right I- and that's then that's what's going on. This is this is I mean, it's probably this is why I'm, I'm so happy to get you on the show, because this is probably one of the most horrific things I've ever heard. Next to, you know, the the the, the black site torture that that they that they conduct in, or in in countries around the world who are OK with the CIA doing that sort of thing. And they can rendition American citizens or extraordinarily rendition them if it's out of the country. To, to these black sites and they can torture and disappear people. And this is stuff like that you hear you know, that happen in, in Soviet Russia or in communist China. And, and to hear that that kind of stuff is going on here is extremely disturbing. And, and I, again, I wanna thank you for, for speaking up and speaking out and having the bravery to go public with this, because I'm sure there are other people out there who may be experiencing these same things and really not know that it is a targeted thing that there is something going on that they're not imagining it that that there really are people um, close to them who are participating in this in this activity, and that's that's kind of that's the scary thing about it to think that they can infiltrate your life to such a degree that that it's it's like you said it's hard to know who you can trust and that's probably got to be one of the most uh, devious and evil things about this is they, is they break down your, you know, your, your ability to trust people around you. And I thank you for trusting me uh, for, for helping to get your story out there. Um, So let's just, you know, just open it up to any, any, any thoughts or, or things that you want to share about your experiences or things you think people might want to know more about.
1: Well, I was going to say very quickly with the headlines talking about, about microwave that um, I people are writing fast and furious to managers and other people who have not listened to what happened. I mean, I even wrote to the con- directed talk two or three years ago to say, look, the directed energy. Contractors are not telling you how they're testing their weapons. They're having fusion centers pretty much declare anybody in the world a terrorist. And uh, according to uh, President George Bush, if you're declared a, uh, a terrorist, you no longer have any rights. And they can kill you without much effort. I mean, just, you know, go kill whoever. And when they declare a terrorist... Essentially, they have wiped out our constitutional human and civil rights, and they feel they have the right, and this is legalistic sleight of hand, they know damn well they don't, they have the legalistic right to kill us, and that could be by hitting us with directed energy weapons for three, four, five years.
0: Right, and that's something that that Barack Obama, I'm sorry, Adrena, I cut you off there, but that's something that Barack Obama did, he made it legal to essentially kill American citizens. Whether or not on American soil. Adrina, you, what did you have to say? You had something?
2: I mean, once you're targeted, this is something that then happens internationally. So you get targeted, they pull out a FISA, then it you know, then it's basically over from there. You then become an international terrorist. You'd never had due process, you had no opportunity to basically prove your innocence, which ninety seven percent of the people, and I would even say ninety nine percent of the people on that list are innocent people, and it's one big human trafficking fraud, uh, basically to steal money uh, from American tax dollars to keep these fraudulent uh, programs going to basically commit the atrocities that you're seeing in the country today uh, by infiltration and corruption. But people that get targeted and thrown on this list are then international terrorists. So you not only go through this torture in this country, you get to go through this torture in every country you go to and you never, ever get off the list and you never had the opportunity to even prove your innocence. And and the idea that most of the people on this list are innocent people. And it's like we are basically committing a holocaust. It's a silent holocaust. It makes Hitler look like a schoolboy because we have tech, big tech, and we're hiding behind the technology while torturing innocent people and basically destroying and killing them while they're alive using everything around them to do it. Um, this is a Holocaust. Uh, whether people get to have their bodies lingering around or not, everything else about them in their life has been destroyed and will continue, it continues to happen every second that they are alive. Um, uh, and everything human, basically, is stripped out of their life and isolated and it's completely... It's, even people usually kill themselves um, and it's suicide by design. Um, If not, they're not killed, uh, which clearly I stated earlier that they tried to kill me on more than 10, 20 occasions um, by staging outcomes and creating things by design, poison, gas, running into your car, assault, shooting you, raping you, uh, hitting you with weapons. I mean, you name it, it's happened. So this is a Holocaust. This isn't something to be quiet about. Um, it's almost like if you were to get rid of Hitler and you left the concentration camps, it doesn't really quite work that way. And this is this needs to be addressed the same way, because that's exactly what this is. When people are targeted and thrown on an international kill list without due process and they're innocent people, I don't know what else to call it.
0: Right. And these are these are coming from these these black budget operations that congress either doesn't know about or can't talk about and so it's going to be, it's very difficult to dismantle these programs i think what it's going to take is a complete routing out of these three-letter agencies and perhaps dismantling them permanently because they they're just terrorizing the citizens of the world but the american people the people that pay right. their salaries it's unconscionable right
2: Right. And you become an international terrorist all over the world. So no due process behind your back, innocent people getting tortured to death. A lot of them end up dead um, with no due process, basically. Um, And that's the biggest crime and the biggest foul against the Constitution that I could think of. I mean, that's against the Constitution unequivocally, without a doubt. But while we stayed asleep, they, they passed the Patriot Act then turned it into the Freedom Act and continued to pass it year after year while expanding their surveillance powers throughout the country. And now we have a big mess. We have the COVID passports coming in, which will then be your social credit score, which will then go into the same surveillance problem. So people have to wake up because we were their scapegoats. What they did to us is what they're doing to the whole country. And we're yeah, just they basically watching it happen. And it's so terrible.
0: Do you think what they're, what they're doing to you is kind of like a trial run as to what they plan on doing to a broader groups of people?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let me let me uh, interject this. All these uh, contractors have forever wars because they make money on the wars in Vietnam, in South America, and they're forever trying to get people to go to war so they can sell their products. Well, what do they have done now? with their infiltration of the intelligence community and the government, is they've created a Make work for Morons program where they can just war on the people of that country forever and ever and ever. Because if you have 10,000 targeted individuals who die this year, they just throw more on the conveyor belt. It's never ending. I call the PAA the Prey on America Act
0: yeah and that's exactly what's 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 going on and you look at i mean the horrific things that our government has done around the world so it's it's not so far fetched to think that they could perpetrate these things on the on the citizens of this country because apparently as we've seen or especially over the last 20 years with the passage of the Patriot Act and the Freedom Act that they have completely disregarded the constitution and what and the oath that they swore to uphold the Constitution. So it it is isn't with, within the realm of possibilities that, that they would do such a thing. And it and is quite, quite horrific. Uh, boy, I, I, I
2: go Trump. ahead,
0: Adriana. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: I'm so sorry. What they did to Donald Trump is the same. I mean, they pulled out a FISA. They got Fusion GPS involved. This is exactly what they did to the president. And the idea that they did it to the president and they had every tools at their disposal to do something about it, and something is still not done about it, is absolutely astounding to me.
0: Right. Um, and if people don't know, I mean, that's the, you know, we're talking about like the steel dossier that supposedly... Right was leaked and it was leaked from within the FBI it was completely a, a fabricated document right. and they used this for justification to you know essentially harass the president throughout his presidency and try to delegitimize him try to get him out of office because he wasn't one of the insiders he was actually one of us and that's what a lot of people don't understand they've been they've been taught to hate this man by the mainstream media by big tech by the government itself by the these three letter agencies and they don't realize that they've been brainwashed into attacking a man who is actually trying to help this country. It's 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 just sad. And they do they have used many tools at their disposal to do this whether it's slandering him on on the news and the mainstream media or or silencing him on uh, big tech and Twitter and Facebook and these other platforms, YouTube, you name it. So it's it's right there there's no one who is above their their scope of targeting and that's that's kind of what's scary about it
2: they did it I mean that they thought they can get away with doing it to the president this is how they were able to actually cocktail concoct this because they thought they can get away with it because why they've done it to millions of innocent people so they already perfected and you know here we are watching this thing happen uh as it happened to us so of course it puts a fire in your ass to get up and even speak out more because it's so fright it's so horrifying to experience it than watch it happen to not only the president but the whole country.
0: Right. So so you recognized it pretty much right away what you saw happening to the president is is exactly what is happening to yourself. Right. Wow. Now Karen while while you were with the NSA um forgive me if you've already covered this but but did you? Were you made aware of, of the existence of these programs? Were you asked at any point to like participate or help operate these programs?
1: Absolutely not. I'm. What I said before was I essentially was an intelligence analyst, and there are several different departments. You know, there's a techie department, all kinds of different departments. What to at at that time was called Group A, and that's where you research and you write reports that are more or less like international reporting on things that are actually top secret. They're not going to be showing up in the Washington Post, or they shouldn't be. So that was what I was doing, but I was only made aware of this type of thing when NSA came after me for asking why my my, uh, work credit and promotion went to the branch slut. You know, and what I had discovered actually was a honeypot operation being run by top NSA officials. Okay, well, what? I mean, you think, what in the world's going on? Well, there are certain countries that can infiltrate your intelligence community. And uh, they apparently were running this woman to sleep with various managers and get secrets from them, from the Weapons and Space Directorate, which, of course, is one of the most highly guarded secrets, you know, area of secrets in uh, our government. So I'm not going to say who I think was behind it. It's a a foreign country and it has deep state connections. But the managers who came after me were protecting deep state interests. And so um, that's when I became aware of the Stalking Harassment Defamation Program. Um, they passed it on to the local fusion center after about two and a half years of doing that to me at work. And then for the last several months, um, they had locals doing it to me, the, the neighbors. And I said, what in the world? How did this change? And then I figured out it was fusion center. Um, operatives, civilian operatives, who were quote-unquote volunteers, but they were paid. They were paid um, under the table cards. And then it stopped for several years after I filed suit against them. And then when I moved to Florida, then they started it up again. So I said, I'll be damned. This is the exact same program that NSA runs that the Fusion Center is running for them. And then I started to learn about all the other people being targeted. And I said, oh my gosh, things are absolutely, totally, out of control. And um, I will tell you that, yes, 9-11 was a gate that was open for all this garbage, this we're going to protect you even if it kills you type of attitude. Um, I was at NSA for 9-11, and two days after it happened, we went back to work, and I was going to my office, and there was a man standing in the hall who was being comforted by about three women, He was crying like a baby. He was a man in his 40s, and he just was heartbroken and crying and sobbing like a baby. And I tried to quietly uh, walk past, you know, to give him respect. And then he started saying some things that I found horrifically disturbing. He said, no one had to die. Stop me in my tracks. He said, we had all the information we needed to stop the attacks. No one had to die. Upper NSA management threatened us. They told us to shut the hell up or else, but we could have saved all those people.
0: Uh, right. And a lot of people, uh, when the people who've investigated the 9-11 incident, you know, have gone as far as saying it's possibly an inside job and that our government was responsible. But one of the prevailing theories of what had happened was that it, it was just allowed to happen so that they could roll out the Patriot Act. This is like the same thing that happened with the attack on Pearl Harbor. Where the president allowed it to happen so that they could they could go to war, which is what they wanted to do, but they couldn't. He couldn't get Congress behind him until the United States was attacked. And so, same sort of thing where the government is is allowing it to happen and sacrificing people in the process, and then and then turning around and utilizing it. You know, as, as the Democrats say, you know, no good. Don't let a crisis go to waste, right? So. That's exactly what they're they're doing. So perhaps that's the same thing that happened with this with this virus that came out of China. You know, there are reports, and I know Ron Paul and Tom Cotton have been really on Anthony Fauci's case recently about his involvement and in funding from the NIAID uh, to people who worked in the Wuhan lab or or, or companies surrounding the Wuhan lab, and. It's quite possible that our government worked with the Chinese government covertly to uh, release this virus and attack the American people as not only a, an economic weapon to destroy us, but a psychological weapon to demoralize us. And then on top of it, a, a another excuse to turn up the heat on surveillance in, in, in the form of, as as you mentioned, Adrena, uh, the as in the form of um, the, the, the vaccine passports and and the social credit score and and things of that nature, uh, which they're going to be rolling out shortly. And people will openly welcome it out of fear. And that's how they, they get you, they, they, they utilize fear as a means by which to to get the, the public to go along with this, correct?
2: Correct, that's correct. They're actually, if you look at the pattern of how they target, they did the same program, except they did it on a larger scale, and they did it to the whole country. So you got hit with bioweapons, defamation, demoralization, um, surveillance, isolation, deprivation. This happened, you know, people locked in their homes with their masks. Um, it's it's basically the program under uh, health, like, oh, it's good for you. So under health uh, medical martial law, they ran the pro- program on the entire country to usher in their agenda um, while using the intelligence apparatus and abusing it. Uh, And now under white supremacy, you get to be on the watch list. Under uh, under, uh, medical tyranny, you get to be on the watch list. If you're somebody that believes in the second amendment, you get to be on the watch list. If you're somebody that believes in in the constitution really, or if you're some kind of patriot, um, you get to actually reserve a space on the watch list. So they right. use the program and this, this abuse it, it, on such a large scale that I'm, I'm pointing it out so people really get to see that they really just ran a program on the whole country, including the street theater, which you saw with BLM, Antifa, which you're still continuing to see. Um, those are paid actors and uh, agitators that have been put there by design. Uh, it's no different from uh, targets where they, I mean, it is clearly more aggressive when they do it individually to people. But in a, in a nutshell, they ran the whole program on the whole country under the guise of medical uh, uh, medical uh, necessity. Right. Like the pandemic, yeah. basically, yeah.
0: It's a pandemic that's a great word for it and that word has been it's very appropriate to use and there's, there's a there's this pattern here and repeating pattern and that's that that i think is the their achilles heel right because they they have something that they they know works and they use that same play over and over and over again and so those of us who are aware of how they do what they do and know the playbook can see the next steps, can see what's coming. And, and uh, in many um, ways, it, it's disturbing to those of us who are awake and aware. It's a heavy burden to bear. And um, a, a lot of people uh, are, are just, I was talking to you about this earlier, Adrena, that a lot of people can't even grasp the concept that our government that they trust would do something so heinous and so evil to its own people. And therefore they've developed this sort of this cognitive dissonance around the, 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 just the thought of something because people don't think along those lines, people aren't evil. Generally, most people are good. And so they can't, they can't, you know, wrap their heads around the concept that something like this can happen. But uh, as we're seeing now, it's becoming, they're becoming bolder. And and more and more obvious with their their activities, their actions, and their and and outright just almost admitting it. Like Dr. Fauci, just the other day, yeah, we, we actually he told he told Rand Paul he didn't fund the lab, and then on at the, the other side of his mouth, he says that they did. And so uh, they th- they believe that they're above the law, they're above reproach, and it's it's high time really that that we stand up together. And that's why, again, I'm so excited to have you here to talk about this, um, because then then we're going to gain momentum. We're going to gain the power that we need to take our country back.
1: You know, I mean, cognitive dissonance, I've always said, is the exact opposite of the sense of self-preservation. It is what will send you over the cliff instead of turning around and going back. You know, it's it's the absolute total denial That something bad could be happening because that would require you to get off your butt and stop being in the rut that you're in, you know, going to work, coming home, having a beer, blah, blah, blah. People don't want to give that up, but they will have to give that up one way or the other. They're going to have to get off their butts and stop these people from taking every right they have and their lives, you know, or it's going to be taken anyway.
0: Right. And what's worse is that these people they've 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 been lulled into this false sense of reality that they they turn around when you try to wake them up and show them the truth they actually attack you. I don't know if this has happened to you, but I know for me personally and you know when I try to educate and inform people, make people aware of truth, I present them with scientific studies and and videos and things like showing Anthony Fauci saying that asymptomatic spread has never happened in history. It, it will never happen. It's not happening right now. Yet, when you present this information to people, they 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 they, they take it almost as an assault or something on their on their person on their self, and yeah. so they in turn attack you. And so I can only imagine what what this is probably just a fraction of the intensity of what both of you are experiencing with regard to the 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 constant assault, right?
1: People can be absolutely, insane when you try to st- talk reason. Um, actually, like you said, uh, nearly violent. You try to talk sense to them or talk some kind of logic, and they get really upset, and the next thing they want to do is try to hit you, because you're not following the program. They are programmed to believe something, and you're disturbing that, and and, and it makes them react almost violently, but certainly on the tip of psychotically because it's like being in a cult and you try to shake them out of it and they absolutely rebel and they want to get violent with you rather than change the belief system inculcated in them for so many years
0: yeah and, and, and i often refer back to the the matrix as a great metaphor for this happening you know they neo the main character actually wakes up and realizes that this is just a fake world that's been pulled over his eyes and there's one point where his his mentor Morpheus says to him, "There are there are people out there who do not want to be woken up, and they will fight you to maintain that status quo, that that comfortable area where they can come home, like you said after work, kick up their feet on the table, and and have a beer. And 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 people don't like that uncomfortable feeling. It's just sad.
1: No, it is. And I mean, I would remind people that in 1776, I think they said that." population actually pushed us over the edge and and got us free
0: it dropped out there did you say three percent
1: yeah i think uh, there i've read that it they estimate really that about three percent really pushed to sever our ties with england and and fought and uh brought the rest along with them so it takes maybe three percent to keep talking about it and telling people you've got to get it done or something is going to happen to you and I, i would remind people that uh new world order um is Socialism, communism, and in the 20th century, the trans- uh, transition from whatever government, whether it was a monarchy or a democracy, to a socialist communist country, cost the lives about 20, 21 million people in the 20th century. And some of their criteria for killing people, for slaughtering people, was so ludicrous, you wouldn't believe it. I, I mean, in Cambodia, if soldiers came to your village and found one person wearing glasses... right. They killed him because they figured he was able to read. And that was right. so they killed him.
0: Yeah, that the, the, the people who are intelligent, who are who are informed are a threat. And and that's part of the agenda is keeping the population just smart enough to work the machines, but not too smart because you don't want them realizing that they're being taken advantage of and they're being tar- you know targeted and that our country is being taken over. And that's exactly what's going on. People need to realize this whole this whole you know the great reset this new world order all that stuff has always been about a global communism uh, agenda and and they've been at it i mean this is this is a hundred year plan Mm -hmm. that they've started back in 1913 actually 1917 i'm sorry around the time of world war one is when marxism was was coming to the fore and and his ideology was spreading and they said that it's their goal to basically take over the world and unite all the workers around this this socialist utopia and what a lot of these young people fail to understand while it sounds great on paper you know marx it's it sounds beautiful it sounds great you could all get along everybody gets a fair share um, everybody's happy but at the end of the day it doesn't work it does in practice it just doesn't work because you when you put in the variable the factor of human psychology of human need then uh, and and the want and the desire to want more or to accumulate things for yourself uh, that's where the system breaks down and so when people start thinking uh, also, you know, why, why, why bother working when this is all I'll ever get for it, you know, and so it, it's a race to the bottom at that point, And then the country collapses. And we've seen that happen over and over and over again around the world. And, you know, and it just it just doesn't work. I mean, even countries like China had to come around to include capitalism as a part of their of their overall sociopolitical structure. Because they understood that they could not sustain themselves just by utilizing communism alone, so I think people should look at that as an example and say, "Hey, wait a minute, uh, you know they 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 aren't doing it, and maybe we should uh, consider not stopping doing it as well." So, but this is all this is all tied in together. I mean, this is one big mosaic, one big picture that is is slowly coming into into view. Uh, for for the majority of us out here, the people who are, are the, the, the awakened, not the woke. There's a big difference. I like people to understand that. There's a difference between being woke and being awake. And, and I, I would say that definitely both of you are awake, as are a lot of the people that I know that we've interacted with over this past year at many of these rallies and people who support President Trump and who are essentially aware of what's going on. And... Um, I you know I I just want to say that that it's 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 it can be difficult to maintain the strength to push forward through this, but it's only through coming together and helping carry the load for each other that we can per, per, persist and carry on with this this mission of trying to save not only ourselves but our country and really ultimately the world. You know, I used to think that it was hyperbole, that America is the greatest country on earth and, you know, freedom. And, you know, I thought, oh, every every country says that. But when I started visiting other countries, I came to realize that we've got it really good here. And 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 actually we are very free and we are that beacon on the hill that the world looks to. So it's really up to us. We are the last stand. We are the last hope for the planet. And I know that sounds—it sounds bombastic. It sounds very, you know, kind of almost conceited to a degree, but it's really not. And it starts with people like you sounding the alarm and and waking people up. So I and I and I can't say this enough. Thank you, you know, for coming on and and doing this with us. Well, so we, we go ahead. It.
1: Thank you. Thank, yeah, thank you for having us. Thank we you for having us. have a platform, nobody would hear us, or it would be supposed over such a slow amount of time that it just wouldn't work you know it would be too late so thank you for having us
0: right yeah we need to we need to accelerate our effort in in making people aware adriana was there something you wanted to say i'm sorry we kind of cut you off there
2: well no i just want to say thank you for having us as well and we really appreciate it that you are getting the word out there as well and joining the awareness um People, you know, to basically wake people up and uh, raise awareness about important issues. So, thank you.
0: Certainly, it's it's my pleasure, and I, I was really motivated by what I saw happening this past year. I, the first day I heard about this lockdown and all this nonsense, that I knew, I knew right there. I'm like red herring, red flag. This is uh, this is some serious bullshit. And and I thought I said I need to do something. You know, I was I was. Prior to that, pursuing a career in acting, and as you know, in Hollywood, it's all about leftist doctrine. It's all about being woke, and and conservatives really had to stay silent if they wanted to work in Hollywood. And I had to make a decision, you know, do I want to pursue this career or do I want to try to help make a difference and help save our country and, and help people? And so I chose the latter, and I, and I chose to to um, to do this podcast and to have a platform to give people a voice. And also to vent my own frustrations about what is going on. I have to. I have to admit, I'm a, a bit selfish in that. In that, I, I you know, I felt it, my. I was very limited during, in social media in doing that. I was having one-on-one conversations, typing like a, you know, a madman. And I thought, what am I doing here? I, you know, I, I need a, a better forum where I can get out and actually talk to people and and share this experience and learn more about other people's experiences so so this is has really been uh you know eye-opening and but this is really by far probably the the most important interview that we've had on this show you know a lot of people have a lot of opinions and a lot of thoughts on things but but having someone coming to the table with these experiences and with you know, your professional experience, uh, Karen, and and as well as, you know, Adrena, your personal experience. Well, both of you, your personal experience with being targeted individuals, it speaks volumes to this. And it lends so much credibility to the fact that this is actually going on. So uh, before we go, you know, we're getting kind of near the end here. Is there is there a way that people can learn more about this? Do you have a website? Do you have, a you know, an email you'd like to share where people can get in touch with you if they are experiencing something like this?
1: Uh, well I, I've said I've, I give out my email like candy so I'll give it out here. It's k m s 56 at me.com And I'll uh, go back to Karen, the-
0: so sorry hold on a second that that dropped out. so let's let's try that one more time. so it's k go ahead
1: k a m s like Sam 56 at me m e dot com and um yeah i don't have a website yet um i've been too busy really um i do have a facebook page and i have some uh extra quote-unquote side pages to that to that uh, facebook page where i tell my story and list some of my letters i've been writing letters to congressmen governors etc etc for several years and i give some samples of that in one of the side pages so if anybody's interested sure you know take a look
0: yeah. I will provide a link that people can use. So be sure to share that with me after the show. You can either text it to me or email it to me. And what I like to do is include stuff like that in the show notes so people can follow up on their own. They can learn more about it. So yeah, if you can if you can leave us with that as well, that would be fantastic. And that would be a way for people to learn more and to engage and interact with you and perhaps um, learn uh, you know, share their own, their own stories. If they're experiencing this, you know, we really do need to gather together as a community to fight back against this. Um, So, and, and, and Adrena, do you, you, are you comfortable with people reaching out to you or would you rather kind of remain a bit anonymous at this point?
2: You know what? They could reach out to me on Facebook, on messenger. If they want to contact me, I'd rather have that kind of communication. So um, I'm Adrena, A-D-R-I-N-A M dot art. ART. That's my Facebook profile. If they want to leave me messages there, they can. I also administrate a page uh, on Facebook called enforce laws against electronic harassment. Um, They can also go on that page. If they want to learn more about uh, other TIs, there's about 7000 people on there. Um, And there's multiple pages they can look up on Facebook if they just pull up gang stalking and targeted individuals um, and that will give people a broader view of how many people are actually experiencing this and their stories and people basically pleading for help, wondering what happened to their lives. Um, yeah. What so, happened to humanity? Right. Great. What happened to humanity? What happened to their lives? And you'll hear uh, basically a very consistent sequence of, of stories that are very aligned with what you heard today, uh, with them experiencing various harassment and whatnot. So it's very educational for those that want to learn more um, to check out those pages. So it'll give a broader window of how many people are actually going through this here in the United States and around the world.
0: Great. And I think, yeah, like I said, that's important that we come together as a community and having a a touchstone like that where people can... Uh, congregate and share stories and also have uh, some sort of you know community or commune with others to experience the same thing is very important and very powerful and a very powerful tool at fighting back against uh, these people because their number one tool is fear and the way you fight back fear is with information and and when people are informed when people are aware of what's going on that's the first step in in addressing the issue and so, taking this step and doing what you're doing now is extremely important. And again, I want to thank you both for coming on the show. And we'd certainly like to check back with you at some point in the future to see how things are going.
1: Sure. Thank you Start. again. Great. Thank you, Nick. Okay.
0: You're welcome. And we'll talk again soon. If you'd like to stick around after the show, we can talk more. Uh, but for now, I'm going to wrap things up. So again, thank you both for coming on the show.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank right. you. Wow. Like I said, folks, this was some really, really heavy stuff and very important that you hear about what is going on and how people are actually being terrorized by our own government. I I had no idea just how bad and how devious and evil these people are. And now, you know, and if you are experiencing some of these things, no, you're not crazy you're not you're, you're you're not hallucinating you're not imagining it you're actually a targeted individual and so hopefully you will take the opportunity and reach out to to Karen and Adrena and or both and share your story with them and and form and grow a community so where that we can begin to fight back against these people now there are other ways that in which we will talk about in the future that we can take action But the number one and the most important way you can do that is by first recognizing that there is a problem and then voicing that and sharing it with others and educating and informing other people. So again, I'd like to thank everybody for for joining us today on this very special episode of the Free America podcast. Again, if you like what we do here at Free America, please consider making a contribution. Or if you like to get something in exchange for your money, we also have an affiliate marketing program where you can take advantage of products or services in the areas of personal finance, of self-defense, and health and fitness. These are three areas that I think are very important in keeping yourself strong, both mentally and emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially. These are, these are very important areas of my life, and I, and I would imagine these are also important to you. So if you'd like to explore more about those programs, those products and services, please just go to the website, click on Donate, and then scroll down to Affiliate Marketing. And there are three red buttons here. You can click on any one of those to learn more about these products and services. And of course, if you do decide to use them, then we will be given a commission which then goes to help finance this program. So that is one way that you can help free America stay free and stay on the air. So for now, folks, I wanna thank you for joining us. And again, thank our two guests for joining us, Karen and Adrena, and for coming forward and being so brave and sharing their story with us. And I'd like to say to you all that don't take freedom for granted. We've taken it for granted for far too long, and it's time now that we stand up and take back our country and fight for that freedom, because that's what our forefathers did, and that's what we are called to do now. We've enjoyed the freedom, and now we must pay for it, and hopefully not in in, in blood, but but uh, what I mean by that is that we we must get out, become active, and hold our, our representatives responsible and, and get them to rein in these three-letter agencies that are just running roughshod all over the Constitution and terrorizing American citizens and people around the world. So for now and the foreseeable future, I'm Nick Yaya. Good night, everybody.